Welcome to Talk for 12, a podcast hosted by the women at Orange Evangelical Church. These 12-minute episodes teach from God's Word and encourage and equip women in their daily walk with Jesus. Do you sometimes talk to a friend or a family member and just can't seem to make them understand your point of view? Would you like to be able to talk about the biblical view of the world in a clearer way? Hi, I'm Melanie. To introduce Lydia, who's going to take us through the Serpents and Doves series on worldviews. Welcome, Lydia, with Episode 1, What is a Worldview and Why it Matters? First off, I'm going to pose two starter thinking questions. By all means, pause the podcast if you want a bit of time to consider your answer. But don't be alarmed, you're not going to be marked on this, so relax. Here's the first question. Do you think people are by nature good? or by nature, bad. So pause if you want to think, but carry on if you're already confident about your answer. Okay, welcome back. Now here's the second question. What is your evidence for your answer to the first question? What made you give the answer that you did? Whatever your answer to that first question, it will tell you something about your worldview, and your worldview affects everything you do and say and believe. For example, If you think people are by nature good, it will influence your opinions about the justice system, about politics, church life, your job, bringing up children. And the same applies if you answered that people are by nature bad. So it is that two friends can swap, for example, child-rearing advice and each go home thinking that the other is seriously mistaken or just plain nuts because their views on human nature, whether we are by nature good or bad, and therefore their worldviews are totally different. Unfortunately, most people never really ask themselves why they believe the things they do, nor do we often stop to consider why the person I'm disagreeing with believes what she does. We live in a culture that encourages us to think that if someone disagrees with me, they must be either stupid or evil. In fact, what we often see in our families, in newspapers, in politics, are not just disagreements, but worldviews in collision. And by understanding our own worldview and that of others, we can learn to differ in ways that are gentle and compassionate and yet wise and persuasive. In other words, we can learn to be both as wise as serpents and as gentle as doves, as Jesus instructs us in Matthew chapter 10, verse 16. So what is a worldview? To help us get our heads around this concept, I'm going to use an illustration from everyday life. I must have been in about year five when I realised I was having problems making sense of what was on the board at school. Looking at small print was confusing. I couldn't spot an object in the room that was clear to everyone else. Sometimes I'd see something and interpret it as one thing when in fact it was something else. I got taken off to the optometrist and prescribed glasses with lenses individually designed to help me see clearly. It was a revelation. The world made sense again. My confusion disappeared and I could correctly interpret things around me. What a relief. In simple terms, a worldview is like an invisible pair of thinking glasses. Our worldview helps us make sense of our surroundings. It acts as a guide to reality. It interprets events and ideas so that we can fit them into our thinking. Everything we see and hear, books, talks at church, songs, movies, conversations is filtered through our worldview. Our worldview defines who we are, where we are, and the meaning of the things around us. 
So in summary, a worldview is like an invisible pair of thinking glasses through which we view and interpret the world around us. A worldview helps us make sense of things. First off, everyone has a worldview. Everyone. It's not something you decide to opt into, it's just something we all have. And everyone's worldview is individual to them, although there are things that worldviews have in common, as we shall see. Nobody is neutral. We all have a certain way of seeing the world which influences our attitudes and behaviours. Secondly, worldviews are always under construction. From the time we're small, the things that happen to us, good and bad, the ideas we're exposed to, the type of culture we live in, they all go to form our worldview. As new things happen to us or we evaluate a new idea or viewpoint, it's filtered through our worldview. If it fits with our existing worldview, we'll add it to our thinking. If it doesn't fit with our worldview, we might reject it. Or we might allow it to influence and change our worldview in some way. We might even have an experience so profound or come across an idea so compelling that we change our worldview completely. And this is often a very painful thing to happen. A dramatic example from scripture is Paul on the road to Damascus. But of course, everyone who becomes a Christian has changed their worldview, either gradually over time or suddenly and dramatically like Paul. Thirdly, there are major worldviews that are dominant in society throughout time. At the present moment, our culture is dominated by secular humanism, flavoured with a good dash of postmodernism. Now, don't worry about all the isms. All we really need to be aware of for the purposes of this podcast is that the world around us is heavily under the influence of a worldview that's very different to the biblical worldview. I'm sure you don't need me to tell you that. What that means is that the messages we receive from our culture, whether through advertising, movies, music, our public life, in our schools, well, they carry secular humanist worldview meaning. One of the good things about learning to identify worldviews in the world around us is that we can learn to spot the message and learn to critique it carefully. If we don't learn to do this, those messages will influence us more than we might want them to. Fourthly, worldviews are in competition. Because each worldview has very different answers to the questions of life, we're always being asked to choose between worldviews. We're bombarded by worldview choices every day. Which one will have our allegiance? Lastly, worldviews have enormous practical effects in everyday life. That's because ideas have consequences. What we believe about the world will influence our morals, our ethics, our voting patterns, how we construct our relationships, and much, much more. All worldviews are seeking to provide answers to basic questions that people have about life, but they propose very different answers and we'll see that next time. Let me give you two examples. The first is from the headlines. Many states in Australia have passed assisted dying laws, that is, laws that allow for a person under certain circumstances to request an injection or an overdose to end their lives. Euthanasia, in other words. As I'm recording this podcast, the New South Wales state government is preparing to consider this very issue. In a society dominated by the secular humanist and postmodernist worldview, the most important factors in this debate are individual choice and avoiding suffering. So we hear things like, my life belongs to me, I have the right to decide what to do with it, and nobody should have to endure pain. In opposition to this is the biblical worldview, which would say, I don't belong to myself, I belong to someone else, I don't have the right to end my own life. And which would also say, suffering is painful, 
but it can be redemptive and we can alleviate suffering and care for each other. Now, there are a whole lot of other worldview factors at play in this issue, but I hope you can see how incompatible these worldview stances are and how difficult it is, therefore, for each side to understand the other. The other example is from popular culture. You'll have heard the message before. Follow your heart. It's the message of every Disney movie and every hit song. But if you scratch beneath the surface and ask, why should I follow my heart? We come up with worldview messaging. Follow your heart. Well, why? Because you can trust your heart to tell you what's best. Hmm, but is that a biblical view? Are our hearts trustworthy? In fact, we're back to our original question. Are people by nature good or by nature bad? If we believe that people are by nature good, which is a feature of our cultural worldview, then it makes perfect sense to follow your heart. Deep down, you're a good person and your heart will guide you the right way. However, the biblical worldview might take exception to that. Unregenerate hearts are deceitful above all things, as it says in Jeremiah chapter 17, verse 9. Our hearts will tell us exactly what our sinful natures want us to hear. So this is a classic clash of worldviews. Now, please don't get panicky and rush home to unsubscribe from Disney Plus or throw out all those old DVDs. Rather than reject everything in our culture because it doesn't conform to the biblical worldview, I think it's better to equip ourselves to understand, identify and critique everything we come across. This is especially the case when we're bringing up our children. I don't think it's helpful to isolate our kids from our culture for fear they'll pick up worldview nasties. Rather, I think the biblical injunction is to be wise, to be discerning and to teach our children to be likewise. If we equip ourselves and our children to carefully evaluate the cultural messaging we hear and compare it with the biblical worldview, we'll be making great strides in our ability to understand the way we think and talk to others at a far deeper level than we might otherwise have done. Jesus commanded us to be in the world, not sealed off in a Christian box, but not of the world. That is, not taking on the worldview of the culture around us. That means we need to be aware of and understand what that worldview is. Hebrews 5 verse 14 reminds us that to be spiritually mature, we need to constantly train ourselves to distinguish good from evil by understanding the nature of the competing worldviews around us and by knowing clearly how they clash with the biblical worldview. We can be wise in our dealings with others while being gentle and humble as we seek to understand them. Thanks, Lydia, for taking us through what is the worldview and why it matters. In the next episode, Lydia will take us through the life, the universe and everything from the point of view of different worldviews with episode two, the questions every worldview wants to answer. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Talk for 12. For the show notes and resources of this episode, or to email us, visit the podcast website at oechurch.org.au forward slash talk for 12. That's the number 12 in numerals one, two. Thanks for listening. We hope you join us next time.